0: So I was on the phone catching up with a good friend just the other day who started off the conversation with, I think I found a quiet place to talk, but it wasn't long before I heard a voice in the background calling for her attention, mom, ah, mom life, whether your littles are still underfoot, your school agers are in the backseat, your teens are hardly around, or your young adults are off on their own. It's still easy to put your needs on the back burner. Because let's be honest, someone else is always needing something, right? So this Mother's Day, I'm giving you a gift, permission, to not only put you at the top of the list, but also the five steps you'll need to actually make the time to do it. And no, that's not selfish. Here's why. Hey, busy girl, welcome to the Redeem Her Time podcast. Do you wish you were able to actually follow through on intentions and know where God wants you to focus? Do you find yourself looking up daily routines, time management, or life balance? Do you try to stick to your priorities, but find yourself overwhelmed and overcommitted because you said yes yet again? That's not the life He intends for you. Hey, I'm Lyssa, Christian time management coach, priorities protector, and recovering to-do list girl. And I get it. I filled my plate with all the things and felt stretched too thin and only half present. I wanted to say no without the guilt so I could be available for what mattered most, but I felt like I didn't have enough time, energy, or self-discipline to make it all happen. Then God led me to manage my time with faith as a foundation. On this podcast, you'll discover how to know what he's called you to, make the best use of your time and overcome distractions so you can be more present and lovingly say no. It's time to give your best time and attention to what matters in this season and in light of eternity. Grab something to sip and open up your heart and calendar. I'm about to show you how to redeem your time with God at the center of it all. You ready? So before we go any further or get distracted by all the voices around us calling for our attention again, let me just say, I see you the other 364 days of the year and I wanna wish you a happy Mother's Day, cause you are amazing. And for those of you who are not a mother, or not a mother yet, I wanna invite you to stick around, cause what we're talking about today actually applies to you too, in any season of life. It's endearing really, that one day a year, your kiddos, and maybe your hubby, pause to ask what you want or need to make you feel cared for. I remember days of breakfast in bed, when I had to pretend I had not been up for hours, handmade cards, dandelion bouquets, and a picnic after church. Or maybe that's not quite what happens for you on Mother's Day, because it's just like any other day where you take care of everyone else. The point is, when we're in the mom stage of life, our days seem to center around what everyone else needs or wants. And rarely, if ever, are we asked what we need or want. Is that true for you too? I don't think it's that your family doesn't want to think of your needs and thank you for all you do for them. It's just they're distracted. They're distracted by what they need and want and pay less attention to everyone else. True? In which case, we as moms often need to be the ones to speak up and make our needs and desires known. But, Lissa, what if you don't even know what your needs and desires are? Let me just say, I hear you. We talked a lot about something similar back on episode 125 where we addressed how to name what matters and why it's so hard for us as christian women to do that go back and listen if you need a refresher and the same applies to this conversation to moms but i don't think it's just a mom thing i remember being on the phone with another good friend years ago when my kids were really little and i heard her tell her daughter then a so much more mature three-year-old compared to my one-and-a-half-year-old to go put her shoes on to get ready to leave. What, I said incredulously. They actually can get their shoes on by themselves one day? Yep, she assured me. And now, here I am with an empty nest. They've been putting their own shoes on for quite some time now, so my role as mom has certainly changed a bit. But I sometimes still struggle to put me on the list, let alone at the top. Sometimes it just feels selfish, because I'm sure there's someone or something else who needs me. The reason I want to address this question is because it came up in our group Spotlight Coaching Call a few weeks ago, and I know the woman asking is not alone, because I've been there too. I think we all have. So why do we feel like we need permission to think about ourselves as busy Christian women? First of all, often it's because we're busy. Too busy. We fill our days with all the things, many of which may be good, but likely not all are what God has called us to. However, we often feel the pressure from both the world around us and inside the church to be all things to all people and find our worth in our busyness. That's why we have to fight really hard to keep from being busy. And then we might find we actually do have more time than we think. Speaking of which, If busy is something you've ever used to describe how your life feels, whether out loud to others or just in your head, I want to invite you to the free five day challenge starting next week on May 15th. It's called the Let's Ruthlessly Eliminate Hurry Challenge. Each day, we're going to go to the Bible app for a short devotional and scripture, then into our free Redeem Her Time community for a homework assignment. You'll be amazed at what God can do in your heart in just five days because that's really where busy comes from. So if you're already a member of the community, go check the challenge post after this episode. And if you're not yet, may I create a healthy sense of urgency for you to come join us before the challenge starts next week? Just go to redeemhertime.com forward slash community. Back to why it's so hard to think about ourselves. Because as Christians, selflessness and serving others are often emphasized as essential virtues. Chances are, you're very familiar with Mark 12:31, love your neighbor as yourself, which suggests that you should care for others as you would for yourself. The problem is we often misinterpret it as love your neighbor more than yourself or before yourself, leading us to sacrifice our own needs for the sake of others. But that's not what it says. It says love them as much as you love yourself, which implies you have to love yourself first to love them that much too. Recently, I heard someone talking on a podcast about the acronym JOY that many of us were taught growing up in the church. Have you heard it? JOY, Jesus, others, yourself. No wonder it's so easy to think that if you're putting yourself before others that you're wrong, but you're not. Often, Christians wrongly believe that self-care will only lead to selfishness and pride thinking that if someone becomes too focused on their own needs, they might neglect the needs of others and forget about the importance of humility and service. True, but I beg to differ. That's why as part of my program, I teach that your day should have two refill blocks plus three pour out blocks because you can't pour from an empty cup. Now, even though the doors to the group are now closed till August, that's part of what I help you build on a one hour schedule shaping strategy session. So I'll drop the link in the show notes to grab a spot because self-care is not inherently selfish. Taking care of yourself physically, mentally, and spiritually will only help you serve others more effectively. Here are a few reminders of that from his word. 1 Corinthians 6, 19. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. It's important to take care of our physical bodies, recognizing that they are gifts from God, that we are to steward for his purpose and glory. Philippians 4.6 Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. It's important to take care of our mental and emotional health, bringing our concerns and worries to God, the only one who can give true inner peace. In 1 Timothy 4.8 For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. It's important to prioritize spiritual wellness, pursuing godliness and growth, because it has value that goes way beyond just our physical lives. Convinced now that prioritizing you is not selfish? Good. Now let me share with you a visual. Inside the Redeemer Time group coaching program, we create a with God vision, goals, priorities, and plans with our faith as a foundation. In fact, one of the first assignments is to take an assessment in the eight key areas of your life, your faith walk, your family, friendships, service, stewardship, wellness, passions, and dwelling. Instead of making faith just one piece of the pie, I put it at the center. So as you look at each of the other seven areas, it's clearly stemming from the greater purpose of your faith. Now, Since the doors are technically closed right now, if you'd like a free copy of that assessment, just email the word assessment to lissa at redeemhertime.com, and I'll send it out to you. Now, let's see how it works in examples. So as moms, caring for your kids is not just a long list of unending tasks and chores, but a way to tell the next generation about the faithfulness of God. And in the same way, spending time building friendships is not just a fun way to enjoy a weekend but a way to show others the love and care of God. And serving in your job or business with your God-given skills is not just a way to get a paycheck, but a way to glorify Him with your abilities. Stewarding your finances with a monthly budget is not just a way to track where money is going, but a way to invest your resources in what lasts. Eating healthy food and moving your body is not just a way to manage your weight, but a way to build energy and longevity to continue to serve God. Developing your passions and hobbies is not just a way to have fun and break a routine, but a way to enjoy the life that God has given you. Organizing your dwelling is not just a way to clear out your cabinets and closets, but a way to create an environment to show hospitality for him. So technically, nothing in any of the eight areas of attention, if done with faith as the purpose, is selfish. Okay, so now that we have that false belief behind us, How do we not only put ourselves on the list, but actually dedicate the time to do it? I'm so glad you asked. Here are the five steps you need. Are you ready to take notes? Number one, identify what you need or desire. I know it's hard to think about you, but now that you know, it's really okay and better for you and everyone else in the long run, it's time to get specific about what you need or desire. What have you been putting off? What have you been neglecting? What have you been wanting to do but haven't? What would you really like to do? It could be related to growing in your faith walk, relationships, work, finances, health, fun, home. Don't get caught up in what you think it should be or if it's really the most important thing right now. Just pick something that matters to you. Got that need or desire in mind? Good, let's move on to step two. Estimate how much time you need Once you know what you want, here's the next reason why you never get off go. Because you don't know how much time to give it. And if you're like me, you often assume it will take way more than it really does. So you never get started. This step is actually pretty simple because you already did the hard work of identifying what it is that you want. Here's where you want to be realistic based on your stage of life. If you're wanting to connect with friends, but you're also homeschooling your kids or running a business, you probably won't give it two hours a day, but perhaps you can give it two hours a week. So decide how much time do you need to do this thing? It could be time set aside daily, weekly, or monthly. I don't recommend more often more than that. There's technically no right or wrong on how much time you give it. The key is to estimate how much time it requires, make sure it's realistic for the season of life that you're in, and then block it off. So Got a time frame in mind? Okay, good. Let's move on to step three. Uncover the obstacle in the way. Maybe there's something legitimate around you that's been keeping you from doing this one thing, like not having the resources you need or the time away to focus, but perhaps the biggest obstacle that comes from inside you, your fear, your laziness, your self-sabotage. Whether the obstacles are internal or external, You're never going to get around to doing that thing you need or desire until you uncover them and then dig them out or work around them so be honest what's really been keeping you from doing this thing you need or desire and once you uncover or discover the obstacle what will you do to remove it for example if you've been wanting to do a closet refresh but you need a closet organizer system and new hangers go get them if you've been wanting to go to the gym to work out Or to coffee with a friend, but you've always got the kids, find a friend to swap with. If you've been fearful and self-sabotaging yourself, identify it, consider the outcome if you give into it, and if you don't, and then do something to get off go. Speaking of which, now that you've uncovered your obstacle, let's move on to step four. Count the cost and consider the benefit. Especially if this is something you've been putting off for a while, Have you thought about how much it's affected you by not doing it and that the longer you put it off, the more it will cost. Even if you just thought of this thing for the very first time today, while listening to this episode, there's a cost to putting it off even just once. So what is it costing you? I'll tell you the most common costs are time, money, energy, focus, and joy. What else that would be wasted? Would you add to that list? Now tell me, or better yet, tell yourself, what is not doing, fill in the blank, costing you? Or asked another way, what are you missing out on by not giving it the time it needs? And on the flip side, if you were to give this need or desire time and attention, and not let the obstacle you uncovered get in the way, how would it benefit you? What would it add to your life? How would it help you pour out if you were filled up? Again, the most common benefits are time, money, energy, focus, and joy, because now you can invest those in who and what matters most, including yourself. And 99% of the time, the benefits of doing it far outweigh the costs of not doing it. So it's a no brainer and you're ready for step five, do it. Yep. It's that simple. Do the thing. Maybe you can't do it all today because you still don't have the time, resources, or focus that you need. That's okay. You can still do something. Employ the two-minute rule that we talked about way back in episode 101. Just do something in that direction for two minutes. Chances are two minutes will turn into four minutes, will turn into eight minutes, and soon you'll be feeling filled up because you identified the thing, gave it the time, removed the obstacle, counted the cost, and took action. And guess what? Now that you've done that, that for one thing that you wanted or needed, but you kept putting off no matter how small, it'll be easier to put that next thing not only on the list, but at the top of the list. Just promise me you won't let too much time get away or you'll be pulled back into the no time for me mentality. Consider this your Mother's Day gift to yourself. I promise your family, no matter how old they are and where they live, will thank you. In fact, I'd love to hear inside our community. So here's today's question. What will you put at the top of the list for you? Come on over to redeemhertime.com forward slash community and share with us. Plus, then you'll be ready for the Let's Ruthlessly Eliminate Hurry challenge that starts next week. But before we go, I know how hard this can be. So let's pray. Dear Father, thank you that you see us and know us even when we feel like we go unnoticed by those around us. Help us to find our worth and value in you as your daughters, not because of what we do for you, but because of what you have done in our hearts for us. Give us your unending love and care for those you've called us to serve, both in our homes and in our communities. And give us peace about taking time to care for our own physical, emotional, and spiritual needs, knowing that you have created us to be filled up and restored to. Show us where pride, laziness, or fear are getting in the way, and guide us to the truth in your word about being good stewards of the body, mind, and soul that you have given us. Thank you that we are uniquely and wonderfully made. May we see our needs not as hindrances or weaknesses, but as reminders that we were created to be filled up with you. Bless all those who are mothers, as well as those who are not yet, and may we rest in your love this Mother's Day and the other 264 days of the year. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, friend, I can't wait to hear what you're putting on the list over inside our free community. So I'll drop the link in the show notes and go wait for you over there. Just promise me you won't put it off because it will only take a minute and then you'll be ready for the challenge when we start May 15th. And just in case you're listening to this episode after the fact, I'll link the challenge inside the group so you can still do it on your own. Because there's always value in eliminating a hurry, right? Thanks for joining me for this episode. And until next time, remember, you do have all the time you need to do what he has called you to in this season and in light of eternity, follow his example to create a rightly ordered schedule and a rightly ordered heart because you are here for such a time as this. Hey, before you go, I pray this episode blessed you, challenged you and moved you to take action. So what was the one thing God showed you today? I'd love to hear So would you take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts? It makes my heart smile, and that way I know you're liking the show. And it helps other busy Christian women, just like you, find real-life answers too. Speaking of which, grab the link and share this with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough. And don't forget to come join the after-party inside the Redeem Her Time community. We're not just about knowing, we're about doing, together. Head on over to redeemhertime.com to join the community, leave a question to be featured on the podcast schedule a free 15 minute strategy session or all the above of course i'll drop the link in the show notes because i know you're a busy girl look carefully then how you live not as unwise but as wise redeeming the time because the days are evil ephesians 5 15 through 16 i'll see you in a few days friend god bless